Let's open our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 6. Though I opened my preparatory email to you yesterday with these verses, I shall not be ashamed to return to them again. Isaiah chapter 6. And let me read to you the first eight verses. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar, and he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. May God bless the reading of His Word. These prophetic visions are given to us for a view of heaven and a view of the glory of God that we would not otherwise ever get. You can look at the stars at night, and you can look at the sunrise, and you can look at a rose, and you can analyze a hummingbird, and you can look at a baby's fingernails, but they don't display the glory of God in the personal presence of Him on a throne like some of these windows into heaven that we get because of God's Word. I hope that passages like this in the Bible humble you, excite you, convict you, and motivate you. Because that's the effect that they had on the prophet Isaiah. When you think of the prophet Isaiah and the lengthy prophecy that God gave him to write down in the scriptures, and that he felt condemned in the presence of the thrice holy God, then what should we be like when we're in the presence of the thrice holy God? If you've ever had a vision of the Lord, or if you get one today, if you seek one, then there's going to be a couple reactions. You're going to know that the whole earth is full of His glory. You're going to know that one of His favorite attributes is His holiness, and that He is to be worshipped in the beauty of holiness. So we want to be striving for holiness in thought, heart, Word and deed. We're going to respond with confession of our sins. 
Anyone that has trouble saying, I am sorry, I was wrong, I was a fool, has never seen the Lord. Do not let it be difficult for you to say those things. The only thing that makes it difficult is your self-righteousness. And in the presence of God, there is no such thing as self-righteousness. It's all stripped away by His perfect holiness. For those that have seen a vision of the Lord or get one today, you're going to volunteer and want to do for anything that there is available to do in His service. That is why the prophet said, Here am I, send me. Though he was quite unworthy in reflecting upon his speech and the speech of his people Israel, once the Lord had said, Thy sins are forgiven, he was ready to go preach again, or he was ready to go preach the first time, as David was in Psalm 51. The Lord loves sinners. Do not let your sins defeat you from wanting to serve him. The Lord's always chosen sinners. He's never chosen the self-righteous. So let's move from the foolish position of thinking that we are righteous and move to an abject sinner and confess our sins before Him. Let Him take our guilt away and then we can volunteer for any service He needs of us. This is Thus Isaiah, thus David, thus Peter, thus Paul, and thus all the great servants of the Lord, they had been great sinners with terrible reputations toward the Lord Jesus Christ or toward God, and the Lord used them so abundantly. We want to be the same. Brethren, the Bible gives us several examples of men who saw a vision of the Lord. In this particular case, we are not told what Isaiah did in order to get this vision. But the Lord brought it to him. And from that, we get the lesson that without the Lord showing himself to us, we will not see him. Moses prayed for it. Was his prayer answered? Show me thy glory. His prayer was answered. Asaph did what you have done this morning. He went into the house of the Lord in Psalm 73, into the sanctuary, Then understood I their end. Then he had a vision of the Lord and his holiness and how there would be a great reversal of fortune as things are are seen in this world. We see the apostle John in John chapter, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 10, that he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And he saw what unfolded in chapter 1 and throughout the rest of that great apocalyptic vision of the things that would God would bring to pass. He was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. Are you in the Spirit this Lord's Day? We're coming before His Word. The Lord is not going to reveal Himself to us visually or in a vision or in a dream. He's going to reveal Himself to us in the pages of Scripture. We have in writing descriptions of having the a door open into heaven and us looking through that door with our brother John who wrote it down for us. And so as we come before him this morning, let's see him high and lifted up. Let's see the seraphim proclaiming his thrice holiness. Let's see them declaring that the whole earth is full of his glory. Let's see the house filled with smoke. And let there be smoke in this house. Not the foolish smoke of the charismatics, 
but the smoke of the presence of the Holy Spirit of God taking our prayers and our desires up into heaven as holy incense. Let us come confessing our sins as verse 5 describes. Let us see the Lord Jesus Christ putting away our sins in verses 6 and 7. And let us commit ourselves to do the least, the most, whatever He would ask of us for His kingdom in that 8th verse. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, blessed God, we are humbled to think that we can address the high and lifted up King of Isaiah 6 as our Father. But we confess and we bless Thee and we thank Thee that through Jesus Christ and predestinated adoption, we are Your children and Thou art our Father. We are joint heirs with Thy only begotten and beloved Son and we are thankful this day for such a privilege. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that there was no angel or seraphim involved in our redemption. We're thankful that the symbols of Isaiah 6 are obscure and shadows at best. We're thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ shed His own blood for our sins. And He Himself has taken the book from Your right hand. He Himself owns the book of life. O Lord, our names have been written there from the foundation of the world. We thank and we bless Thee, O Lord. And if you were to ask today, whom shall we send and who will go for us? We say, here am I, send me. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us as we come into Thy house today. We come in the Holy Spirit of the living God. We see the seven flames of fire before your throne. We see the seven horns upon the lamb slain. And Heavenly Father, we know that those are your seven spirits sent forth into all the earth to be in all your churches in the perfectness of your presence among them. And Heavenly Father, if we are not in the Spirit on this Lord's day, forgive us right now and fill us with your Spirit. Holy Father, if our sins are hindering you from blessing us in this hour, we confess our sins unto Thee. As a church, forgive us our sins. Forgive us our sinfulness. If Isaiah thought himself a man of unclean lips, we are much worse. If he thought himself dwelling among a people of unclean lips, we are worse off. Heavenly Father, we confess the foolish and blasphemous mouths of our nation and of our own self-righteousness and foolishness and wickedness at times. Heavenly Father, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let nothing hinder us receiving a blessing from you this day. Like Moses, we ask. Like Asaph, we have come into thy sanctuary. Like John, we want to be in the Spirit this Lord's Day. Heavenly Father, we pray that You will pour out Your Spirit upon us, that You will pour out Your Spirit in us, and that Your Spirit will lift us up in the Lord, that He will open our eyes, that He will open our ears, our hearts, 
to behold and to understand things that we would not otherwise see or know. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us. We want to see a vision of your glory. We want to see a vision of your person. We want to see a vision of the throne room of heaven, according to the word pictures you have given us. Heavenly Father, we want to see the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the root and offspring of David. We want to see thy only begotten Son. We want to see our Lord and our Savior, our King and our Priest, who was slain and hath redeemed us to thee by his blood out of this nation. Heavenly Father, we are thankful and blessed, and we pray for your greater blessing upon us. We're thankful for the Word of God in which you have recorded for us views of heaven that we would otherwise not have. Bless us in your sanctuary this day to see your glory, to see your throne, and to see the Lord Jesus Christ at your right hand. It's in His name that we commit our nation and its rulers your kingdom and its churches and its servants, our souls that are here, the souls that are absent, the souls that are astray, into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.